Welcome to the Team Academy podcast, a podcast about entrepreneurship, innovation and leadership and where our entrepreneurial students, field experts and coaches share their learnings, failures, challenges and fun adventures with you. Every episode you can listen to members of our community of entrepreneurs and experience what the Team Academy University program offers to its students. In this episode we will speak with Mark Ernst about his experience as an entrepreneur, his advice on running multiple businesses and how he became a business coach at the Team Academy. Welcome to the Team Academy podcast. My name is Nick van Nieuwpoort and today I'm joined by Mark Ernst, our business coach here at Team Academy. Mark Ernst, welcome and yeah, glad that you want to do this uh, first uh, talk with us. Thanks, Nick. I'm pleased that I can start. Nice. <laughs> Good to hear. Um, Mark, today I would like to get to know you as a business coach a little bit better for the listeners. Uh, so I'd like to start with, could you tell us a bit more about your experience? Well, Cool. Thank you for giving me uh, that opportunity. Um, yeah, it's um, um, there's a long history before I started at Team Academy. I'm I'm an entrepreneur, and being an entrepreneur means that you try to find as many solutions on 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 problems and threats in the world that you can see. And um, I never knew that that this was does this was the way it was going to happen. I studied Dutch law after my uh, Athenaeum after my. Uh, secondary school and then I was one of the few that still had to go into the army which I did and during my army time I did my officer's training and being an officer in the army I found out that that there are many leadership roles so that was my first experience with leadership which I really liked <clears throat> and after my my um, my my military service I started a law firm in 1992 mm-hmm. It was not on the usual way. Every lawyer starts in a company, in a law company of an existing lawyer. And I decided to start for myself and find a mentor uh, out of my own uh, company, which so was... You did not walk the, the usual internship no. way. No, I found, I found a possibility in the legislation, in the Advocatenwet, mm-hmm. uh, which gave me the opportunity to start for myself and do my practical period in my own company. So I started a law firm in 1992, and that gave me a great experience with small and medium-sized uh, 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 enterprises. And um, I did everything for those companies. So I had about 200 clients, which I worked for, and they they had all kinds of company questions uh, that are related to employment, uh, related mm-hmm. to uh, invoices, to cooperating, to franchising to renting uh, uh, companies to renting offices whatever so that was my was was kind of the core business that I did and uh, I built the, the the law firm to at, at the end to five lawyers I employed uh, five lawyers and that was a very nice experience and that was my first real working experience and um, it was not only doing the doing the the, the, the the content of the law, uh, mm-hmm. but it was also arranging my own company. So um, arranging the salaries, arranging the circumstances, mm-hmm. arranging the office space. So it was it was a company which was practicing law. Actually, that was what I was doing. Um, but after about 10 years, I really got fed up with professional warfare because that's what lawyers do. They, uh, they always say, if you don't do this, then I do that. That's the way you, you act as a lawyer. And 
uh, I was really fed up with that. So I always think when you don't like something anymore, then change. Mm-hmm. Don't do the things, the same things all the time. So that that was the reason that I said to my uh, my lawyers working for me, uh, guys, something is happening. You're not going to leave. I'm going to leave. And I left the, left the company and my clients with them. And that opened the door for me to start a complete new uh, adventure. In 2000, I started a new brand on baby and children uh, uh, bedding and sleeping bags. And also on diaper bags. So that was, was an initiative of my wife initially. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, we, we, we knew nothing about the baby and children industry. And we, we just started it. So we designed a logo. We, we started the business case. And we knew that there was no safe bedding. And that was also the reason that we said there is an opportunity. Um, all the sleeping bags until that moment were very unsafe. They were too warm in the in the summer and too cold in the winter so you cover them with extra bedding and that really caused uh, many many incidents with uh, with young babies also with our youngest daughter she was really nearly strangled by the bedding that we that we added to the sleeping bag so Mm -hmm. we said we are going to design a new product so we had we had actually a problem and the problem was there's no safe bedding and we found a solution we are going to design a complete new product Mm -hmm. with my knowledge as a lawyer uh, I was capable to um, to patent this uh, this new new product, and we started to find manufacturers. And we we actually we we ended up in China. We opened an office in uh, in Hong Kong, and we started producing sleeping bags. So that was that was the start of Little Company. It was also the name of the brand. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, we found out after some while that that only making um, one product like sleeping bags. Is not enough for a whole company so we decided to add some extra products and those were the diaper bags and the diaper bags were really a product that that the world was waiting for until that moment there were only very stupid diaper bags with yeah pink elephants uh, mm-hmm. uh, on on a yeah on a very childish way so as a mother then you were walking with that stupid bag and we said okay w- women need fashionable bags so we're going to design bags which have all the opportunities of a diaper bag, but they, they look very fashionable. And that was a very good idea because, yeah, at the end of the story, we, we became market leader on, uh, on diaper bags in the world. We purchased about 2.5 million bags and we sold them in 32 countries in the world. So that was really a company we started from scratch. We had no idea what to do and we just did it. And it uh, was a great experience. What was the, the biggest learning point from, uh, from that, that company? Um, or oh, there were many learning points. W- one of the of the main things is that if you have no knowledge at all, mm-hmm. yeah, then you have to depend on many people. So when we first uh, when uh, when we first uh, uh, had our first flight to to China, we talked to someone who said, "I'm the manufacturer of the bags, and um, welcome to my company." And we visited her factory, and we found out after some time that she was not the owner; she was just a sales agent. And when we compared prices, because the prices in those times, everything was cheap for us. If we, if we purchased something that we could sell for, let's say, 50, 60 euro in Holland, we thought that about 10 euro was very cheap. Mm-hmm. But later on, we found out that we had no clue about prices in China. So everything that was offered was cheap for us. And then when we, we had, yeah, when we had to, to uh, find new private label customers, we found out that our price was much too high. And we had no clue about prices. So 
yeah, if you don't know anything and you start up a business with no knowledge, yeah, then you have to learn a lot. And you also make your mistakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, after that you started your legal counsel with uh, Oki's group, I yeah. believe. Yeah, so uh, when I when I sold little company in 2013, I also sold my job. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that means that I had to start something else and I was being approached by the initiative taker of a new brand, which was called Oki's, anti-slippery socks for for children around swimming pools. And he approached me and he said, Mark, I know that you know the the baby industry and the children industry. I have a product. I also uh, have patented it. And we need to make a team of all the people that consist of uh, of this, yeah, let's say digital nomad uh, 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 company. Mm -hmm. So it was very hard to make a team of people who work from all places in Holland, and for for all those those people, all those those professionals, it was, um, yeah, they 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 all had different different income. So they were not depending on Oki's. They had their own business, and Oki's was extra. And it was very hard to find a way to to uh, have all the people around the table with the same idea, with the same intention. So it was not not easy to make a team of it, but it was great fun, and we did we did a lot during the Oki's time. We we did um, we 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 gained a lot of money uh, by uh, by Simbit, uh, where we we did crowdfunding um, uh, activities. Uh, we d- we made a lot of fun on loading the brand by offering uh, entertainment. We we um, we designed a whole song with a dance and. This was being done. This was being done by by all children at schools, and it was uh, on 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 YouTube. It was really very nice. We had a 3D animator who made these, and we yeah we were. It was very nice to load the brand with songs and entertainment, which we did quite well. So that was uh, that was an assignment for one year at Oki's. Was was great fun. Was a nice team. I'm still in contact with many people of the team from then. And uh, yeah, after that, we uh, I continued with a new business model, which you might have seen, which uh, which was focusing on the privacy legislation. Mm-hmm. And actually, this is this is also what I learned during the time that I'm entrepreneur. Um, I learned that if you look good at the world and look what's happening and try to define the threats and try to define everything that changes in the world, then you have time to develop a business model. And in 2015, I found out that the legislation on privacy was going to change for all organizations in Europe. And I also knew that the change of the legislation would have an enormous impact on all organizations. Mm -hmm. So that that means that uh, we had to define a business model and we had about three years time because in 2018, the whole privacy legislation would, um, would be implemented. So we had three times to prepare and together with a, uh, a friend that I knew from my officer's time in the army, we designed software, which was a kind of self-assessment for all kinds of organizations. And based on, let's say, 1,600 measuring points, they could really measure what was the status on privacy and IT security. Um, so we knew... Uh, that this was this was a great opportunity to do this because we knew that there was something to change, and and we found a solution for for many companies and uh, that use our software and are still using it. Um, 
So in 2017, we had the first launch of the software. So we developed in, let's say, one year and a half. And uh, we, we started with banks, hospitals, universities, schools, uh, commercial companies. And um, yeah, they, they all did this, did this assessment. And, uh, and so we found out that this was a very nice way for them also to find out what is the status because changing privacy is a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And they also were very pleased with the fact that they, that they knew what to change. So it's, uh, it's not only um, a report on what is wrong, but it's also giving insights in what can you change. So that um, that is yeah that was the Prince Group, mm-hmm. um, in which we also did some uh, some recruitment. So that was the other perfect works, other other part of the company that we were recruiting people for uh, the privacy and uh, IT security roles in the companies. Yeah, and during that time, and and that might be the angle to um, Team Academy. Mm-hmm. During that time, I got in touch with uh, someone of the Amsterdam Economic Board. And he said to me, Mark, you're, you have so many experiences on entrepreneurship. You did so many different things. You, you should see Team Academy, which was located at B Amsterdam at that time. Sure. So I was invited to go to, uh, uh, I remember it was Arjen Hemelaar. He was in the management of uh, Team Academy at that moment. And he invited me and he put me in a classroom. And he said, Mark, please share your experience with the team, which I did and which was really nice. And from that moment on, yeah, the, the, the business mentor role uh, started existing at Team Academy. It was already there, but never in the way that I decided to uh, to do this. Yeah, and now we are five years later, and uh, I'm very happy to be in that role of a business mentor. I think we are also very happy to have you here. Oh, great. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you have a lot of experience indeed. Uh, I think that I can speak for many of the students uh, when we say that if we have a session with you, that yeah, you always uh, come come out with new ideas and, and ways to, uh, to progress. Um, but looking at the, at the sessions, because as a, m- a business mentor, you have sessions with students to yeah, take a look at the business model or if they're stuck, yeah, we, can, uh, yeah, we can send you a message and mm-hmm. uh, you can help us further. Do you like what you hear? Experience this and more at Team Academy. Do you want to start your own business while studying? Do you want to travel and have a more practical education? Come and find out if you and Team Academy are a great fit at one of our open doors. It's a very personal introduction to the school, the curriculum, the staff and our students. Visit our website teamacademy.nl forward slash open doors to sign up. For now, let's continue with the episode. Yeah, how, how has your experience been as a, yeah, as a business coach at Team Academy? Yeah. Um, well, actually, it's it's a little bit double um, because of the fact that I have a lot of legal and entrepreneurial knowledge. Mm-hmm. For me, giving the answer is very easy, but that's also my trap, and mm-hmm. that's also what I found out during the time that I work with students. That if I don't take care, then I'm 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 solving their problems. Yeah. And I have to to be aware of the fact that I'm not the entrepreneur, but the students are. Mm-hmm. The students are. So mentoring means a little bit different than coaching. Uh, coaching is giving them the skills. And mentoring, and that's actually what I do, mm-hmm. is mirroring their, their expressions and everything they do. So if they share with me that they have problems on, on things that they hope I can give the answer, then I try to mirror it back and ask them, how do you think that you can get your answer? 
-hmm. And what can you do to find the answer? And if you really can, if you're really stuck and you cannot not not continue anymore, then of course I'm willing to help. But in the beginning, and that was my main trap, I was even making the general terms and conditions of companies, which took me about eight, nine hours in a weekend. And yeah. after that, I thought, I'm very stupid because a few months later, they decided to quit the business and to do something else. Yeah. While I, I had been making the general terms and conditions for a business. Yeah. So I found out that I'm not helping students if I, if I do it. I'm only helping them if I lead them the way to the solution and help them not to fail. Um, and help them to find a solution. I think that is that is what I learned, and that's also the way I approach it. I try to be I try to be um, uh, very creative and also try to think out of the box. I always try to think in in what what can you change. Mm -hmm. So I believe that changing is the only way to go from A to B, and uh, not doing the same all the time. That that there's no business that ever. Um, uh, um, uh, Went from A to B in a uh, straight line, so yeah. To say. yeah. Uh, also that, yeah, yeah. So, so changes are crucial for um, uh, for 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 your business. Mm -hmm. um, if you look at the the sessions and the mentor sessions, uh, what would you say was the biggest change that somebody uh, made with your help? Oh wow! Yeah, I only see changes. Um, I, I dare to say that nobody, nearly nobody of all the students that I guided, and I think in five years it must have been at least more than 100 students that I've been mentoring, um, nobody uh, graduated with the same business as they started. Mm -hmm. So everybody's changing all the time. And yeah, um, just to share with you, uh, in the first year, many students always want to print T-shirts. And that's mm -hmm. one of the things I really... Uh, uh, hope that is not going to happen in the future anymore. I hope everybody who's listening is never going to print <laughs> t-shirts anymore. And also the drop shipping, you know, it's a great experience, but I hear it too many times. Mm -hmm. So I really believe in a little bit more smart business models than, than doing that. On the other hand, I also say, yeah, convince me. And mm -hmm. if you think you are the, the one billionth um, a printer of t-shirts, yeah, try to convince me that you can find a, a suitable business model in it. But But for me, it's hard to believe that this is going to, to, to work out. And on the other hand, I think that every business you start is a great experience. Mm -hmm. So actually, I really hope that all the students change the business all the time. Um, I think it's also a pity when you come at Team Academy with your business and you, and you graduate four years later with the same business. Uh, so changing is also very good for your, for your own experience. Definitely. Um, what would be your philosophy on entrepreneurship? Um, my philosophy is that um, things don't happen by coincidence. Um, if you look at the world, and that's also part of all the business sessions that we have with the team, I always try to look at the world news and the national news, and especially all the news that has impact on business. Mm -hmm. So that means if you, if you live under a stone, and you hear nothing and you see nothing of what is happening in the world, then it's also hard to find a business model. And for instance, it's now December 2020. In December 2019, we were already talking about Corona in China and we were already preparing on what will happen when it comes to Europe. Mm -hmm. And people were laughing at that time and they said, yeah, but SARS also never came to Europe and uh, it's, it's not going to happen. And we said, well, what if it happens? And if we prepare now, then we can be ready for the results of, of, of Corona. 
And it's not only Corona. You know, there are so many things happening in the world. Uh, tribes are changing from continent to continent. People are moving through the world. Um, we have we have problems with with the the environment. We have problems with the food chain. We have problems with the animals in North Africa that 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 eat all the green all the green stuff. You know, it's so so. We have the fires in 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 New Zealand. Mm -hmm. We we have Amazon coming to Holland. Um, there are so many things changing, and if you're not aware of the changes, then it's also hard to find a business model. So my so my biggest lesson would be read read the newspapers, read the news, and try to find out what what idea does it give me to find a solution for a problem. Always keep uh, yeah keep in mind to find the problem indeed. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's very very important. I have uh, I have a question for you. Um, yeah, you are now still uh, managing partner with the Prince Group, also uh, business mentor Team Academy. Um, you also just started with uh, Hollandse Mondkapjes Medical BV as an uh, COO, CCO, sorry. No, CEO. Well, oh, yeah, CCO. Yeah. CCO, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, students at Team Academy also have um, multiple projects or multiple companies going. How, how do you manage your time and make sure that everything yeah. works out for you? I understand. Yeah, Google is my biggest friend. So, mm -hmm. so I have my Google ag agenda and that's leading me, actually. Um, so as I do so many different things, I tend to forget if I don't write it down. Yeah. So everything I do and find important, I schedule in my, in my uh, Google ag agenda. Mm -hmm which I can approach from all different places, from my mobile devices, from my computer at, at, at the office, from my laptop. So everywhere I can approach my agenda. And my agenda is leading my life. And uh, this is nice because mm -hmm. that, that's, that gives me a lot of structure. If I wouldn't do that, I would forget certainly everything what to do. So it's, I also think, and I know for sure uh, actually, that only busy people can mm -hmm. schedule a lot. So it's the people who are not busy at all and mm -hmm. who are lazy that always say, sorry, I don't have time to do that. Yeah. But the busiest people, and I think you even see that around, around your student um, uh, population, that the people who are most energetic, mm -hmm. those are the ones that immediately say when you ask for help, they say, I can help you. And I think that that is, that is what it is. People who are busy, they can also do a lot. It's about managing time, probably. Exactly. If you don't have the, yeah, the the schedule or you know what to do, when when you need to do what, then your mind is cloudy and yeah, you yeah. think you have a lot of things to do. Well, actually, you have twenty four hours in a day, and many people who are thinking as an employee, mm -hmm. they think that they have about eight hours in a day, but you have twenty four, and I think you need about five six hours sleep. So that means that the rest of the day. Uh, you can work mm -hmm. and it doesn't mean that you have to work day and night but it does mean that you are flexible and you can schedule nearly everything you want yep. um, yeah and do the things you like so if you do things that you dislike it's very hard to even schedule eight hours in a day mm -hmm. but if you do the things that you like and give you a lot of energy yeah you you can schedule easily 12 to 14 hours in a day true definitely i would like to thank you for this conversation Thank you um, too. I think we learned a lot from you as a business mentor today about your experience and uh, yeah, also what you do here at Team Academy. So yeah, thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you for your time and good luck with the podcast. Thank you. Okay, see you.
Thank you for listening to this week's episode of our Team Academy podcast. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. For more information about this week's speaker, visit teamacademy.nl forward slash podcast. Share your thoughts about this episode on our social media channel. You can follow Team Academy on Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn at Team Academy. Subscribe to the Team Academy podcast on iTunes, Google Podcast or Spotify. And whilst you're there and still full of ideas, leave a review. Positive ratings do help. Share this episode with friends and family if you found it meaningful. And are you curious about our program, our students or our field experts? Visit our website teamacademy.nl And of course, if you want to join next year's team, please sign up for our open doors at teamacademy.nl forward slash open doors and take the first step in your Team Academy journey. As always, thank you for listening and until the next episode.